following episode you're about to listen to is tangent from our usual episode. These do not contain usual enthusiasm and fun behind it because episodes 17 through 21 were more fact-giving episodes and are more heavily researched. Not to be confused with our other episodes, there is some research done when needed. We will not be offended if you skip past these episodes to our other episodes, starting with episode 22 of, of season two, which is a truer representation of who we are. Thank you very much, and on to the episode. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of Stigmas and Open Wounds. I am Tracy. And I am Eric. (laughs) All right, so before we start this episode, once again, I do want to just remind you that we are looking for some questions or, hey, even comments for our last episode. This is the last time I'm going to ask you because we only have two more regular episodes before we have our last season ender episode. So please get us some some questions. Now on to today's topic. As I promised, today we're going to be talking about the difference between anxiety attacks and panic attacks. So a lot of people don't know the difference between these two because they're pretty much used interchangeably. A lot of people are like, well, I'm having an anxiety attack. Well, no, you're having a panic attack. And quite honestly, I sometimes use these two interchangeably too. Honestly, the other day I came upstairs and I said, Erica, I just need to sit here and talk with you for for a few minutes because I'm having an anxiety attack. And then I said, well, actually, it's a panic attack. You know the difference. I don't really need to explain it to you. But like I said that to Eric, I said, honestly, it's an anxiety attack. Do Um, I know the difference? Well, you're going to know the difference. But uh, but I said to him, I said, honestly, I I said, I don't need to to be all technical with you, Eric. I just need you to talk to me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so a lot of times these two are kind of used interchangeably, but I don't think a lot of times people know the difference. Well, I, and I I can say right now, as I sit here and I think about it, I'm like, difference between an anxiety attack and a panic attack and quite frankly I have no idea well and the funny thing is is that so when I was when I had a a meeting or an appointment with my psychiatrist she had to make sure that I knew the difference before she before she put it in her notes that yes I I want her to be on on the anxiety medicine the uh, the panic medicine, etc. Before she recommended this for my doctor, so she goes, "Can you explain how you feel when you're having one versus the other?" And I just wanted to say, like, I'm kind of having a panic attack right now. Now that you just asked me this, <laughs> but it's one of those things where when you have them, or when you're put on the spot for something that either you do on a regular basis, you have on a regular basis, you're thinking, well, crap, I can't just describe this all of a sudden. It's like when just, I don't know, like a week ago or whatever, you suddenly had to try to describe something computer-based to 
to the person that you're doing a podcast with now who knows very, very little about computers. And you're like, well, man, I don't, I, I do this all the time. This is very simple. But he knows so little about computers because when computers were becoming such a big thing, he was unfortunately in prison. <laughs> so Put it lightly. Yeah. To put, I mean. to put it lightly. But I mean, that that's a whole nother story. That's, that's a podcast that it will be coming out that you guys need to listen to. Uh, but, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm like, well, no, I mean, I know the difference, but when you asked me to, to describe the difference, I don't know. <laughs> All right. So tell me what so, I, I'm waiting so yeah, in suspense yes, here. I know, what is I know. the difference? Because- well, okay. So this, this is in my words, the difference would essentially be if I had to explain it, and this is before I, I do have kind of definitions, but this is in my words. I essentially say now that a panic attack can sometimes come for, it'll sometimes come on for a reason or for no reason. And I know that sounds incredibly weird. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And, and no joke, no joke. When I looked it up, it said the same thing. Well, sometimes it comes on for a reason or for no reason. Because I swear, sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I panicking? I don't know. And it does just sometimes come on. And whether it's maybe I had too much caffeine or maybe I'm just manic, etc. But sometimes it comes on for absolutely no reason. But sometimes it comes on because maybe, oh, I'm in a crowd. Okay. So maybe something does induce it. But it comes on very suddenly. And usually it's pretty short term. So usually if I take, say, my panic pill... I, I just call it a panic pill because it's easier than saying, oh, I take my lorazepam. You you kind of know the, if I say I take my lorazepam, you know, it's my quick acting, stays in my body less. So that's my panic pill. Because panic attacks, shorter, come on quicker, and they have a lot of the similar traits of anxiety attacks. It's just quicker and shorter, I would okay, say. Okay, so... So on the surface, like looking at a, an anxiety attack and a panic attack, they're the, pretty much the exact same thing. One's just short, lot. shorter and and goes away faster. Theoretically, that, theoretically, I mean, there are, when you break it down, there are a lot more differences, but they are very, very, very similar. But they I guess have a, a lot of how what I would traits. How I would describe it is to the human eye, if I'm watching you right. have one or the other, Unless I'm clocking how long it takes, I probably can't tell the difference between the two because probably the, the output is basically the same. It's just different things kind of yeah. cause it. Yeah, I mean, unless you're saying like, well, does your stomach hurt? You know, what caused this, et cetera, et cetera. You might be like, well, she's having one of the attacks. Right. Because when I when I think about when I tried to think about when you first said that there's a difference between the two, there's only one kind of attack in my head that I can think of you having. Mm-hmm. I can't think of like, okay, maybe this type of attack is a panic attack and this is an anxiety attack. But that's because probably they look, when they're right. happening, they look the same. Right. Right? Okay. Uh, very, you- or at least very similar. I mean, to the untrained eye or to, to somebody. I mean, for the longest time, I did not know that they were different until I realized like, oh, well, this is my panic pill. This is my anxiety pill. For the longest time, I was only on anxiety medicine. But then I started to have 
the panic attacks. And when I started to have the panic attacks, that was when I was having where I would have to call you because I was almost having like arguments in my head. And I was like, I do not know what is happening. And I could not break out of it. And then I would call you or if you were at home, you'd say, just hold my hand. And I was like, you do not want me to hold your hand and squeeze it because if I do, I will hurt you. And you said, no, 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 just squeeze it as hard as you need to. And I said, are you sure? And And you never hurt me, did you? I, I didn't, but I don't know how because I swear your fingers were... They looked deformed afterwards, (laughs) like when I was squeezing it, because I, I was to the point where like, there were times where I swear, like my teeth felt too big for my head. There was, I feel like there were like two voices or three voices in my head and they were, they were arguing and I have no idea what they were arguing about. And it, it was just so weird and I don't know what would have started it, but it, it just, it, it was just some, some weird time in my life. And every so often it happens, and that just happened the other night. And I don't know what brought it on. And that's where I say that sometimes it happens for no reason. And it probably happened for a reason. Just don't know why. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like, I've been very hypomanic throughout the summer. And that could have just been like, oh, gee, I hit a kind of a high point. So then I was just like, I'm going to come upstairs and talk with you, Eric. Please distract me until it's done. And that's kind of what was part of my solution was I just said, okay, you need to just help me through this. And I would just call you or I would just hold your hand and nearly break it or apparently not break it because I'm not as strong as I thought I was. (laughs) You were hoping you were. Yeah. Well, and it's not that I thought I was strong. I just... I mean, the the energy that I was feeling at the time was was crazy. So I went to my psychiatrist, and then that's when he gave me this lorazepam, which he says it works quicker, and then it doesn't stay in your body as long. And that's essentially what the panic attack is. It comes on quicker, but then it doesn't stay as long. So that's that is essentially the definition of a panic attack so if i go to where i have the definition that i found it just says panic attacks come on suddenly and can can occur with or without an identifiable trigger and i would argue and i would really love for like a doctor that truly understands this stuff to talk about this because i would think they probably don't come on for no reason right it's just you can't connect the reason for the trigger of it because it might be something very subtle that triggers it that happens totally that puts you just in a weird mental state that triggers it but exactly it it is it is very it is very true and like i said like maybe i had a little bit of caffeine that day maybe i was hypomanic maybe there's there's so many factors that could that could contribute to the non-factor that Mm. supposedly creates it but then there's there's the reasons like I said like gee I wasn't expecting this room to be crowded when I went to this this event and all of a sudden oh man it was crowded panic attack Mm. whereas an anxiety attack maybe I was expecting this event to be super crowded so 
I started to get nervous ahead of time. And then I started maybe not overthinking it, but maybe I was overthinking it. So then I started getting nervous, nervous, nervous. So then maybe I almost started to plan ahead of time because I'm starting to get nervous. And then that's where I would take an anxiety pill. Now, like we were talking into a friend who you guys are going to get to hear in the episode, actually two episodes that we're going to have coming up. He takes an anxiety pill that he takes daily. Now, mine are just kind of as I feel an anxiety attack coming, or I know, oh, gee, this is going to be an event that's going to be busy. I'm going to take an anxiety pill or have them on me (laughs) when I start to feel this coming. So if I start to feel a little bit jittery, ooh, I'm going to take this before it starts to get out of hand. Mm -hmm. So anxiety attacks, you can kind of start to feel coming on. And the difference with those is they last longer. So you can kind of predict them. But then the crummy thing is, is you can sometimes feel them longer or generally you do feel them longer. So and a lot of times you do know what's causing them or maybe you don't know what's causing them, but you should. Well, and it sounds like a certain element of it you were talking about. It almost sounds like in a way they're self-induced because they can be because you're getting into your head about something in which in turn in like, I'm sure that it's not all self-induced. Like you're not completely at fault for every anxiety (laughs) attack you have. Yeah. But there's a certain level of it where, it lasts longer. It's more intense because right. you build it up to a bigger thing. Right. Then definitely, definitely. Like, like on this, when I when I looked up kind of the definition, it says like, while panic attacks come on suddenly, anxiety attacks follow a period of excessive worry. So now I might not always excessively worry ahead of time. Sometimes I kind of plan like. Yesterday we were going. Sometimes she plans to worry. She doesn't. So I plan to worry. You guys, I think today Saturday, I'm going to worry about this. But Monday, I really don't want to worry. So, so, so I got to get all my worrying out on Sunday. Yeah. No, but but then it it does say. But the the really interesting thing that I did, I found some really interesting things actually in my research. There were a couple things. It did say that it can go on longer than I expected. It it actually, I think, said for like days or weeks. I've never had one, I think, that went for that long. I mean, that's like as bad as overthinking. I mean, that's like where you got to kind of cut yourself off and say, okay, man, what's going wrong in my head? Like, let's figure this stuff out. And I think if there's somebody out there that has had one of these that lasted a week, Email us, please, because I'd love to hear this story and just hear what, you know, like how it plays out and what what the experience is, because that sounds like it would just be terrible to deal with. Right. And it does say it does say on here, like they are typically less intense than those of panic attacks, which I have I have found because it's almost like like I said, I can almost kind of play and like I can feel it coming. So it's like, okay, well, you know, and and like at this point now, I cut my pills in half kind of as a partially so I don't get addicted to them and partially because I want to make sure that they last etc etc so I'm like okay does this feel like I need to take a half one or a full one and again it's so I can plan it so in that sense yes they're less intense and then also 
So hopefully they don't last for days. Hopefully they don't last for more than a couple hours or an hour. I mean, man, if they do, then then yeah, then I would go up to a full pill or take another half pill, etc. It's it's a lot easier, I think, to deal with an anxiety attack than a panic attack. Because a panic attack, suddenly you're like, oh man, it's here and I have to deal with it no. now. So I want to ask a question about this. Yeah. So, And I think I know the answer to this, but I think it's a good question to ask because I'm sure most people don't know the answer to this question. But between panic attacks and anxiety attacks, which one do you think you have more frequently? I would say probably anxiety attacks. But, but I would say lately, if I try to go out in crowded places in public, it would probably be panic attacks. I can see that. Unless I'm very planning for it because it's, it's very, it's very hard to be in a public place right now. It was not easy beforehand, but even now it's just suddenly like, okay, Tables are not so much six feet apart anymore. Some places that is, but all of a sudden it's just like people everywhere and I don't like it. (laughs) So it's just very hard. Like we went out to eat when we were up north and it was so noisy. And it wasn't even that big of a place, but it was so noisy. And I was just like... I don't want to do this anymore. I don't like going out to eat in public places. I I just don't like it. So I I think I just panic. So it's kind of almost a 50-50 at this point. But if I'm in public, it's definitely a panic attack. So which one would you prefer? Do you prefer? I mean, obviously, (laughs) this is a... uh, No. Yeah, but Um, I mean, if you're going to get one of them, what's... Anxiety. Anxiety, because I would assume anxiety is just easier to deal with. In it's a way. easier. It's easier for multiple reasons because of the fact that it's sort of like for it's it's easier to distract myself for one thing, and then the other thing is that I can kind of like I said we kind of talked about how yeah I can kind of plan for it if I can. Or not necessarily planned for it, but I guess if it's coming, I can kind of feel as it's coming. And then the other thing is, as I'm getting better with meditating, etc., I can kind of do things to ease my way out of it, or at least ease the way I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's easier for me, I guess. Plus, for me, I've been dealing with anxiety attacks for longer than panic attacks. And sometimes with anxiety attacks, I can deal with, I can figure out a root of the cause better than I can figure out the root of the cause with panic attacks. Sometimes I can figure out the root of the cause of the panic attack. Sometimes I can be like, well, I just walked into a really busy place. If we get out of here, walk I, I down the block bad. a little bit, and then I take a few breaths, mm-hmm. then I'll be okay. I might have to just calm down for like 15 minutes, and then I'll be better. But it, 
it's it's just a little bit easier, I think, sometimes to get over the anxiety attacks. It just depends on what's causing it. So, so yeah, I I would I would say if I had to choose one, I would say you that would still choose none of them. I, <laughs> that, that's I the only st- option. I to would go still with. choose none. <laughs> But yeah, I would I would choose probably anxiety attacks as long as it's not one that that decides that it just wants to hang around forever. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's very strange the way the way that whole thing works. So let's go into a little bit like what are things you do to cope with this. How, what do you do when you have? I'm glad that and, you asked. And is it the same? Is it the same method for each, or, or do you approach it? Because I would assume, like an anxiety attack, you could probably, if you have, and tell me if I'm wrong on this, mm-hmm. but but if you have an anxiety attack, you could probably hide that from people. People wouldn't even realize you were having an anxiety Honestly, attack. Honestly, I'm pretty good at hiding both from people because <laughs> I'm getting really good at hiding everything from people and the funny thing is is i want you guys to know like that's going to be the first episode of season two is just putting on a face because i mean that's just been my life is just hiding this from people because nobody wants to know that you have this and it's important to understand that that's the life that most people that have have these conditions has to do yeah as they have to you know they have to pretend that they're not which <laughs> riddled is, with this affliction, you right, know, which and, is which is sickening, and that's why I which that's why I wanted to do an episode of that. So um, I know it's a little bit of the ways down the the line, but but yeah. So I I would say so I can. I'm sorry. The the question was, can I? Is it how do you deal with them? How do I deal with it? Like how do I hide it and stuff? So I I can kind of like if I if. I have a, like, say a panic attack, I kind of just like walk out of the area and, but like, if I'm with people, that can be really hard. I just stay really, really quiet. (laughs) And that's been my approach with a lot, a lot of my life. Well, it's really, it's really hard to say, but like, you will notice if I'm in a weird mood, whether it's depressed or if I'm having an attack, etc., I will clam up. So if I'm manic or hypomanic, excuse me, I will probably talk a lot more. So like say I go out to like a family dinner, I will talk a lot more unless it's hard to get a word in or whatever. But then if I'm having a panic attack, it's just sort of one of those things where I'm just trying to get my grip. So I'm quiet or I might just be like, okay, I got to go like get my breath if I'm in a public place with people, etc. Or I nearly always have anxiety and panic pills with me. So I will have, I'll just slip one of those. Most people won't notice that I take them except for you because most people just aren't that observant. Except I am because I notice these things about... <laughs> and do these pills, do they, I mean, do they take you down to a point where, you know, five minutes after taking the pill, the that it's kind of subsided? Or is this just depends. like a t- temporary step gap? Because the reason I ask is one of the things 
that you talked about that I find interesting is, okay, so you have an anxiety attack in a public place. Your strategy to suppressing this anxiety attack mm-hmm. is just to kind of not say anything, be silent, you know. And I feel like if I'm having, based on the feeling, I don't, I, well, I'm sure I've had anxiety attacks before, but probably right, but nothing not like, like <laughs> what some people have. Right. But I mean, to me, my understanding of anxiety attack, the last thing you probably want to do is remain silent and bottle it all up because it's just right. going to perpetuate the problem. But see, so it's really hard. So if if it is like a panic attack, I can take one of those pills and those will kick in anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes, all depending on how bad my anxiety attack is. If I take it with liquids or if I have to take it dry, it is a small pill so that I can take dry quite easily. But when I say I stay quiet, it's partially because, I mean, I can't concentrate on that whatever conversations going on. So when I stay quiet, I will try to, that's me trying to calm down. And then it's me just sort of trying to focus on breathing. (laughs) And then sometimes even if it's not a panic attack, if it is an anxiety attack, I will take my my lorazepam, my panic pill, just so that I can get myself in a better place quicker because it works quicker. But if I need to get there quicker, usually it means it's a panic attack. But either way, I will just sort of stay quiet because it's sort of like, okay, I need to think about what I'm thinking about. And if that means zoning out, whatever. <laughs> Whatever anybody else is talking about. And sometimes I will just try to focus on the conversation because, hey, if that means forgetting what my panic is or whatever. But I know there have been times where I've just stepped outside like a couple of years ago when we went to a big music thing down downtown and we were in a, a small venue. Uh, and I believe I've given this this example before I had one of my like a little essential oil rub-ons I said okay I gotta go outside for a sec I put that on and took a breath and I don't even remember if I took one of my anxiety pills or panic pills but I just said I just gotta take a breath before I go back in I know our friends play in a couple minutes but just you know do this I always try to if it's something where we're standing up I say okay let's find a spot where we're away from people kind of thing. I'm also really good if we're in crowds at getting, finding like the best place <laughs> and getting away. Like, like man, you remember when we were in Mackinac Island and I, and I was like, follow me to the ferry. And I'm like, and I'm like weaving through the crowd. I'm like the best at weaving through crowds because I, because I just can't stand being in a crowd. And I, I think can't. like, and I think like you talk about like getting away. I feel like in my situation, I would think that that would be the best. Like rather than being bottled up, I would like dismiss myself from whatever situation I was in, find a place outside and start screaming. And I feel like that would be <laughs> yeah. way more effective I don't know if I can calming. scream, but yeah. And or I, go out and pound on a wall or something, you know, just something to kind right. of calm yourself down i think deep breaths is probably the best yeah that's probably like a very good nonchalant way to do it (laughs) you know well and honestly just the deep breaths is just yeah a healthy thing to do Mm -hmm. and so i mean honestly sometimes screaming is but it 
might give you a couple looks and then you might feel weird too. Yeah, unless I mean, you, don't, unless don't, go out where, don't go out where there's 50 people having a cigarette and just start screaming to the top. Hey, unless, Find a private place. Unless <laughs> you feel really good about yourself. yourself and Because yeah. I'm starting to just feel comfortable and being like, where I could just look at them and be like, what? I'm having a moment. <laughs> but... But then there's there's times where I just feel like I wouldn't feel comfortable excusing myself because I'm with people who just still don't get this. Yeah, but you just say you're going to but, the bathroom or something like the, that. And the, yeah, and you that's know. true. And, they, and then they're like, but the bathroom's over there. Walk towards the bathroom and I'm, within five minutes yeah. of you leaving a group of people, the people have forgotten you exist. And you can. Heck, I'm sitting there, and the people forget that I <laughs> exist. Yeah, so, I'm peeing outside, guys. What I'm doing all natural? Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, that is that is something that I do. If I'm like, if I'm with a group of people, I do sometimes try to go outside. But there's sometimes where I'm just like, like sitting there, and I'll just, I'll just zone, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to do this. But yeah, it's. It can be really hard when you're in a group, but the biggest thing is, is I just really, I always have my emergency anxiety pills with me. I, and, and that, that can be hard if you're somebody who takes it in the morning or like a daily pill. I don't know how those people do that. So that is not something that I can, that I can actually talk about because I actually take it when I need it the anxiety or panic pills but i i literally have some in the car some in my purse some on a water bottle and everybody is like what are these and I'm like what i need anxiety and panic attack pills sometimes so what i don't care <laughs> like i i just i have them in little places and it's just for my survival so that's a good thing and Again, like we've talked about this in a whole bunch of past episodes is you just need to figure out your ways to relax and you need to sort of figure out your your quickest ways for this one, whether it is like I said, I'm trying to figure out how to meditate so that I can sort of zone out when I need to. And that's why when when we, when we were up north. I was trying to meditate when Eric was on his computer and clicking on his mouse so that I can, when I'm in a moment like that, try to not fully meditate, but sort of zone out in a mm. sense. Right. And so like, I'm not quite there yet, but I think I'm starting to get to the point where I can get better and, and at least take breaths and get more more zen as I, as I always say I guess so obviously that's not a point where you just pull out a book and say hey I can I could read my favorite chapter and but music always music helps me too. you know put on a favorite song because dang I I don't know I I'm a very music driven person maybe you're not a music driven person out there so maybe that doesn't help you but there's something. There's, there's something. If exactly. you don't listen to music, there's something that puts you at a calming mode. Like, yeah. Like I have, I like, also put, I have like comfortable TV shows. I mean, and obviously that might not work if you're having like a panic attack, but if you're having kind of an anxiety attack, put on a comfortable show, like put on Bob Ross. He's, he's so calming. We're just going to put a favorite tree right here and we're just going to paint it out. I mean, 
Oh, that I could voice. see that make that driving certain people just bonkers. Though. That could drive some people bonkers, but yeah, because yeah, that might actually, because I know when I get really, I don't know if it's when I get really anxious or if I get really in a bad mood, I like calm people piss me off. Because I'm like, no, I don't want to put the tree there. I want to put it over there, you dick. So it, it gets really certain things that work for me some days don't work for me other days. So it's it's really like, honestly, when I'm in a bad mood, I hate seeing like bipolar commercials and, and stuff like that because I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to make you feel better. Oh, fine. Well, it doesn't work for me. Like, I don't know. I just I just get really really mad at, at stupid things like that but but yeah but just just for sort of your own knowledge I do want to let you guys know just because I want to I want you guys to see that there are some similarities but there are some differences so panic attack symptoms we have rapid heart rate chest pain dizziness or lightheadedness hot flashes or chills nausea numbness or tingling in the extremities shaking shortness of breath and stomach pain and sweating and this is for anxiety or panic panic Panic, okay panic yeah so i mean i can kind of see why people would be like oh no heart attack Mm -hmm. and uh and anxiety is nervousness irritability increased heart rate rapid breathing trembling sweating a sense of impeding danger Difficulty concentrating and sleep disturbances. So you can see they kind of have a couple extra things on then on there because it's kind of like, okay, so since you're you might have some extra worry on there, mm-hmm. we're gonna say, oh, okay, so you might feel like, oh, I feel danger, or you might not. And I feel- obviously, you're not gonna be feeling all these, by the way. I feel like some of these symptoms for the anxiety attacks are put on there just because these can be more prolonged. So like, right. You're probably not going to have a panic attack while you're asleep, you know, and they're very short. Exactly. So you're like at night, a panic attack is probably not a thing that's going to really happen. Whereas if you aren't sleeping very well for a week, right, you might, you might just have some sort of a minor anxiety attack that's causing you not to sleep exactly. maybe. And that's, so it's causing you not to sleep or whatever, which is just interesting. So they sound like they're pretty much the same thing, but some of the symptoms right. resonate more because it can be prolonged for a longer period of time. Exactly. And the lack of sleep one was one, the one that really jumped out at me, but there was another one in there that was kind of... Seem like a Maybe very difficulty concentrating. No, or impede. Oh, sense of impeding danger. Maybe that, that's a weird one. But I can see but that's like paranoia. Because, that's yeah, I can see that because they say like it's got some worry going on with it. A lot of times, what it what it was saying in my in my research. A lot of times it says it can be brought on by worrying. So maybe. If you're worrying about you're over, money, you're overthinking. You're thinking. <laughs> yep. it, again, it's kind of funny that we had this after the overthinking episode. It's like, oh, you're overthinking. You're. But so we could, I think we could really. I think you could say that about any episode because I this think is, they this all play so together true. in like. This, yeah. They it, play against each other. They play with each yeah. other. Uh, like it's just crazy it, the way it, it's yeah. just it's comes back to how incredible 
incredibly bizarre the human mind is it really and how it works it and- really really is it 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 so is so yeah i mean and that's the thing where you can see that they are that they are so similar but there are just a few a few things that are that are different and and you see the where it says you have you have some stomach issues and i read something where recently where it was saying like gee people don't understand that the issues that you get with anxiety and panic with your stomach and i was like oh man maybe that's why i've always had stomach issues mm-hmm. and it's just so weird people don't realize how when you have one issue with your body or like with your brain if you have issues with inside your head how gee now you have joint pain now you have stomach pain now you have this and it's exhausting Mm -hmm. it really is so hopefully we kind of know now the difference a little bit where yeah these are very very similar though but but they are they're slightly different a little little bit the same Mm -hmm. but i'll probably continue in my household to to say, hey, I'm having an anxiety attack <laughs> when I'm having a right. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just it, what I do. And but I'll try to be proper on here, obviously. But it, but it's I, easy. Yeah, and I think that. But I think the most important thing that I take from this, though, even though they are different, probably your way of dealing with them is going to be very similar. Right. So so like, you're not. I don't know that you're losing a lot by not understanding which one is which because you're going to do the same general things to deal with it. Right. And and stuff like that. So differentiating them might not be as important as, once again, we are not qualified medical professionals to make these things, to say definitively, yes, no, no. And you should consult your physician to figure out the best way to handle it for yourself. But I think that it sounds like you deal with both of them in the same way similar There's, very there. very similar but the biggest thing is though if you are going to doctor psychiatrist etc be aware of what you are dealing with so you know if you are going out in public in your house etc and you're saying okay yeah this is what i'm dealing with know what you're what's happening because you might be going to whatever doctor etc that you're going to and they might put you on the spot and say what are you feeling when this happens and you might have to say okay so i'm sweating i'm panicking it comes on this quick it lasts for this long and all of a sudden you might have to to describe all this to them and i don't know how much detail they'll want but you're gonna need to kind of know sometimes what it is so even if you say yeah i'm having an anxiety attack i might have a panic attack just in your head kind of be aware of where you are what it is that you are dealing with and and be aware of how to deal with it and and try different things obviously because if you are going to a health professional they might put you on the spot and say how are you feeling when you are dealing with this because i did have to say well, this is how I feel, and it lasts for X amount of minutes, and and that was really really hard to to, to try to to explain to them the difference, honestly, because yeah, it's just something that I deal with. So just just be aware, kind of, and 
And it's important for you to understand the differences from the perspective that if you understand, if you are having panic attacks every day, but oh. you call them anxiety attacks, and then you go to your doctor and tell them that that I'm having anxiety attacks every day, and they don't drill down and figure out that, oh, no, you're not having anxiety attacks, you're having panic attacks, probably makes their job yes. way more difficult to to... Because already finding the right drug for a person oh my gosh. is very difficult. Yes. And if you're telling them that you have something that you don't, but you like saying I have an anxiety attack when you're really having panic attacks, that probably makes it way more difficult for them to de- yeah. provide you with the right medication. You know, and it's it's kind of like like you were talking about how Jason has the medication that he takes every day, mm-hmm. and. But if, from what I understand from Jason, since he started taking that medication, he doesn't get anxiety attacks anymore. Right. Whereas you're taking something on demand. And I'm wondering if you're more prone to get panic attacks. And if they were to put you on a pill, that was a day-by-day thing. Right. It just wouldn't be very effective because the panic attacks are so intense that the drug can't fight them off. Yeah, Whereas this is true. having a drug that you can take right then and there and immediately attacks it is a much better approach for it in a panic attack. Right. Once again, I'm I'm completely exactly. speculating on this. I'm not qualified to make the to tell you that that's how it works, but that makes sense to me that Right. And and just just in general, when you go to the doctor, the better you understand what's going on, yes. the better information you can give because they're taking the information that, yes. that you're telling them and trying to make a diagnosis. Well, if you're giving them terrible information, there's a good chance that they're going to make a terrible diagnosis. Right. You know, you know they, so. they are medical professionals. However, you are the one living with it, too. Right. And so. they cannot read your mind. Like, And yes, doctors go to school for a very long time, are extremely intelligent people. But they still can't read your mind. Right. You know, and, and, and so they, if you're giving them bad information, they're working with bad information. Right. And and maybe they can figure out that you're giving them bad information, but maybe just the way you describe it sounds like legitimate information to them. And they're right. trying to make a diagnosis based on that information, which is actually bad information. Right. So the more you understand this stuff, even at a very basic level, mm-hmm. the better you are helping going to be at helping your doctor make exactly put you on the right medication. I, maybe not even a medication, but just things you can do to make things better. Exactly, and just just never forget that you're the one living with whatever it is that you're living with. So you can work together with your health professional, whoever you are working with. Because, yes, they went to school for X amount of years, but you lived with this for X amount of years. So you guys have how much knowledge together. Right. So, so yeah, do you have anything else that, that you would like to add to this, Eric? No, I don't think so. I mean, well, we're podcasting on the hottest day of the year, so. I know, I know. Isn't it amazing? And, so. And believe me, it is it is muggy up. up here. Yeah, it is, it is so. muggy up here, so. Well, I'm just really excited about the episode that we have in two weeks for you guys as well. We have our friend and fellow podcaster, Jason, and he is going to tell us just a plethora of information, you guys. It's about his life, everything that 
he has gone through from his medication, his diagnosis, etc., and stuff about his kids. And then we're going to put it into part two but with his kids. So that's really going to end our season, those two episodes. And then we're going to have our season ender. So yeah, I'm just really excited. And there's going to be a little bit of extra adult language, but honestly, you guys don't let that turn you off because I honestly think it is one of our best episodes yet. There's so much information in there, seriously. So I really want you guys to tune into that one. And between then, yeah, I just really would love you guys to get on our websites. We have a Facebook, we have an Instagram. Get on there, send us some questions, some comments, etc. Send us a message at stigmasandopenwounds at gmail.com. Please give us a good rating. And if not, send us a message. Tell us what we can be doing better. Because, hey, we have a whole new season to co- coming up where we can do better for you guys. <laughs> so, with that... I'm Tracy. And I'm Eric. We'll see you guys in two weeks.